Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this is the hottest day of the week. Lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same that your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same that your thoughts transmits it. Get your schedule, your schedule right. You need to know our intentions straight out. All right, so, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages for us to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories. Shit that works. You have an activated pipeline in which I produced this black chemical called melanin. What we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric study and esoteric study. Playtime is over. Ain't no guessing, ain't no reason what's the purpose 
Nothing's accidental, we met a long time ago Age was cosmic, universal Before social changed its color of law A book that I saw, equilibrium, stealth comedian You are trapped in this society. They live in a we society. And Europeans live in a me society. It's a different kind of concept. Spitting preacher, standing on the throne Secret keeper, mysteries known Days in at the horizon, the holiday end Friday, Christmas weekend Trapped in the calendar, beastly transformations See, look, observations Cypher nano, pick the tempo, ratio Running from a dirty toe, Frito Eating Cheetos, I've worked three jobs Paid for three homes, Michael Reno and Tito Ten man line, the scarecrow the art did not even sign his name because the art was created for the whole people. And when you see the folk Peace and blessings. Yes, indeed. It's another Kiss and Kicks Tuesday. Yeah. First World Order Radio. I'm your host for the evening once again. Matt Water, the Madam Magician. Of course, first and foremost, always give thanks to those who came before us and those who will come after us. Give thanks, I say. Um, today, it's a, it's not really a somber day, I wouldn't say, but, uh, you know, of course, um, we are um, giving tribute to the Queen, the past, the Queen transitioned on the second. Thanks for her, her contribution and her upliftment of a, a very important piece of the puzzle, if not the puzzle, and that is, you know, the chemical substance called melanin. She opened the door for a lot of uh, deeper scientific investigations into who we are as a cultural people, as indigenous people, as the original people on planet Earth. And, um, you know, to give thanks for her for her life and for what she is going to continue to, to bring to the table as her ancestors did, as our ancestors have and we DNA. You know, we stand on the soldiers of those who come before us. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's that DNA, you know. That's melanin, basically. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about melanin tonight. Because that you know that's basically knowledge itself. The deeper aspect of it is that's who that's what self is. 
you know, it's the infinite nothing or everything in one. So one of the one of the processes of of mellowness is the um, conversion of energy. So in tribute to um, to Dr. Francis Cus Wilson, the goddess. We have to um, well. I look at it in my from my own perspective as her energy is now being converted, or as the law of conservation states, energy cannot be destroyed, um, nor created. It can only be transformed, transferred, or transformed from one form to another. So. And that's a, that's an, a scientific statement. Yeah, it's, it's true in sense, as as uh, in all. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed or transferred from one form to another. The word convert or conservation, basically, conservation meaning. of preservation and protection of something, especially in a planned management of a natural resource to prevent exploitation, destruction, and neglect. It also means the preservation of a physical quality during transformation or reaction. That's a scientific approach. Yet, the first one States right here, especially a planned management of a natural resource to prevent exploitation, destruction, or neglect, careful preservation and protection of something. It was a um, a lecture that Dr. Francis had, Dr. Francis Wilson had, I did back in the late 90s called Can We Protect Our Melanie? I'm going to run that in a few minutes. That's going to be a part of the of today's episode to give uh, to give thanks and you know and bring back that power that you know she she brought to the table and that she will continue to bring through through her activities and in, in, um, you know a beautiful and powerful life. She was a powerful speaker and a very intelligent queen that opened the door like like you know to. Uh, to approach a topic that was in time and she brought it to the table, you know, in a manner that expressed it in a day and time and to this day and time as well, because she brought it to the table speaking on the on the terms of white supremacy and how um how white supremacy is based on their inferiority and how their how the Caucasian race is in Somewhat uh, grand debt to the darker race, not really debt like that. Yet still, how the darker race is the potentials of humanity. They have the you know the information on that. They of course turn the tables uh, somewhat as far as psychologically, so that in, in terms of our perception of self, we will look at ourselves as inferior and think, um, you know, that we are less than 
an animal almost. You know, we was, I was talking to a brother earlier speaking on animals, you know, and, so, and somebody was like, uh, somebody said, well, animals, they, they ain't got no, they ain't got to have license. So we was talking about, you know, you had to walk around, we got to have license and stuff, and, you know, birth certificate and all this, Social Security. Like, animals ain't got to have that until they go to a zoo, and then they get stamped. And then they serve it. They got, you know, they're, they're documented and, and they're put in this, this box or whatever at the zoo. Talking, we're speaking on that in terms of uh, how it corresponds to freedom. So, you know, freedom to express that in that day and time changed uh, the outlook on who we are and it's, and it's still expanding. You know, it's a, it's a gradual change. Yet and still, that's melody. You know what I'm saying? And as as far as like we were speaking on the law of conservation and and um, energy not being able to be destroyed or created, it can only be transferred or transformed from one to another. So that's basically melody as well, because we you know we'll 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 talk about it a little bit more. So. In a few minutes. Um, right now, I'm going to give um, myself a little little space to reflect and and um, give thanks and pay homage for a minute with a about a five minute moment of silence. And um, I'm going to put this 528 hertz love intention right there. You can breathe a little bit if you want to. You know, I mean, of course, breathe. Don't, don't, do not, not breathe. You know, I'm just saying. Um, can, you know, just reflect, be mindful of your breath, and you know, give thanks.
Okay, that's it. Alright. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Go back into um, the discussion. Before we get back into I was going to, um, like I said, I'm going to run on um, that. Can we take our melody in about 10 minutes? And then I'll come back and we're going to build on that a little bit and just uh, reflect on. You know, we'll have a few thoughts on on this uh what was uh, mentioned in that video on in that lecture. Real quick I'm gonna go through a few things that can help enhance um melanin production. Of course sunlight would be one of the best ways to keep uh the melanin at a higher degree because that's the natural the natural rays from the sun produce well of course photonic energy and that photonic energy is converted into energy into your body but it is what produces what we call as carbon carbon substance that is melanin basically in a lot of fight that absorbs the energy but sunlight is one of the best ways to get Melanin produced naturally within the body. And melanin is a natural substance that's in everything within the body: the eyes, the hair, skin, and all the pigment in the skin. It's within all things in existence, basically: rivers, lakes, streams, mountains, rocks, trees, sky. You know, it's, it's everywhere. Um, and it is life. Anything that has a heartbeat has melanin, and everything has some type of vibration frequency. So that's uh, that's melanin the movement. Okay, so that's one. That's probably the most natural way to enhance melanin. Vitamin C, vitamin E, and I diet can help. Um, bring about the melanocyte as well to produce melanin in the body and in the skin. Um, if you ever notice, you know, I'm talking about in, in, in general, like, uh, I, I have a son that uh, he sits in a room a lot and plays video games. So when I go by and I, and I might check on him and see what's up with him, because he comes up, he goes on my sister's house after school and get out of school and I'd be like, what's up? And, you know, I turned like what up, and I noticed his skin is, is pale. You know, like you need to go outside, you need to get sunlight. You know, and basically add more melanin-producing elements into your diet. But you know, other than that, definitely need more sunlight. I, I noticed how it was, it was patchy, somewhat like pale skin, a lack of moisture, basically. And that moisture can be uh, introduced back into the body and elevated or increased by uh, using vitamin E and vitamin C as well and omega-3 fatty acids like flaxseed oil or if you um, eat meat like fish, you can do three three servings of, of fish per week and that enhance um, good clean fish, you know, not that mercury-fed fish, but good, good clean fish. And um, you can... Um, 
enhance your melanin production. That could also um, introduce um, foods like foods with copper into your to your diet uh, because uh, copper helps produce melanin. And um, you can find copper in organ meats like liver or the heart if you want to eat the heart, oysters, um, shellfish as well. It's in uh, cheese and milk, chicken, turkey, and fish. The best, um, best way to get copper if you are on a vegetarian or vegan diet, it would be supplement. Of course, uh, uh, you might want to eat. It doesn't take much copper, so you might want to be light on it. It's, you know, take it in small amounts. Just check the, check the doses or the, you know, the instructions on the back of the bottle. Um, soy also helps. Soy seeds, like uh, pumpkin seeds, as well as most milk legumes, um, from black beans, red beans, lima beans, lentils, um, green beans, you know, but uh, those have tyrosine in it, and that's a very important amino acid that helps build proteins in the body, but also helps the body's melanin production. So tyrosine is very important. The soy can help help enhance that. Um, also, sesame seeds. Um, when eating those, it would be cool to uh, put a little citrus with it because uh, with legumes and with certain type of foods, like um, they are they are non-heme, they are non-heme iron, so it doesn't digest the iron um, properly into the to the bloodstream. So if you put a little something with some acid in, like a, a six or something like that, over on top of it, it helps like some lime or something, you know, a, a little, little um, lemon drops or something, you would drop some lemons over your beans. It'll help break down that non-heme iron properly into the blood, and that'll help with the production of melanin as well. Um, let me think. I don't know what was there. Uh, if you um, find your local naturopathic, naturopath doctor or your certified natural health professional, somebody working in the um, in the health food store, the health store that you go to, and ask them about the um, about the copper, and they might help you out with that. Because everybody's different. Any, you know, as far as Getting back to homeostasis, we may, everyone may be in general, in terms of equal in the same, but we have all, all of us have different chemical deficiencies or, or excesses. So, what might help somebody else, it might help me. So, in particular, you know what I'm saying? My, my system may be different.
another good tip and trick to enhance the melanin production is collagen and keeping, um, for example, not allowing destruction of, of collagen, basically the mo- molecules within it. But it, it happens due to different things like uh, accident or um, injury to the skin. It could also be from smoking and pollution, and um, like a sunburn or whatnot, sun damage. Utilize uh, vitamin D. Vitamin D3 is one of the best ways to to put that in the body properly, not getting it from the sun directly. Melanin is a very important substance, and that's those are some real quick um, tips and tricks. The reason being for collagen and melanin being very important is uh, it's basically it provides protection against the sun, and it gives us the thicker skin. The collagen gives us a thicker skin to be able to absorb more ultraviolet or more rays from the sun or sun solar cosmic and galactic energy. So the production of uh, of melanin is enhanced with the more solaric and cosmic and galactic energy that's um forgive me. For um, brief episodes of uh, of silence, that wasn't intentional. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I'm gonna go into that uh, located real quick. I'm going to the um. Can we protect our melanin? Like I said, it's a it's a lecture that Dr. Francis Chris Wilson did back in late nineties. Something I I had uh, downloaded and saved a couple of I don't know, I can't recall, but I've I've watched it a few times and uh, good information and then now I look at it again for the first time in a few years and uh I'm like Wow, she was ahead of her time. She really spoke um, some things into existence. She was very intuitive and intelligent. And, uh, you know, being able to tap into that that divine principle of what some people call darkness or or the nothingness, the hidden light, you know, that that immortal hidden light that's within all, she was able to tap into that energy and, and then, you know, bridge across time and space, basically, which is that energy and, and give light to some information that is now being viewed and actually we are participating with some of it as well as observed. And, um, 
maybe you you hear you hear uh, you you see what it, uh, I'm coming I'm coming you see where I'm coming from as you listen to listen to her speak on on the production of uh, on protecting your melanin and uh, the base of melanin. I just think that you got it. Dr. Chris, Chris Wilson, author, I think author of also one of the most prolific um, essays, The Press Theory of Color Computation Racist, is in the, it's in the like, the, after the introduction, you know, ISIS papers, but that's like her first paper that she started on while she was in, in college at Howard University. All right, just, uh, this is the lecture head, which well, but this is where she spoke in Atlanta. If I'm not mistaken, can we protect our milk? Keep the building open till midnight. <laughs> but I am um, happy to join you this evening at the 8th Melanin Conference. And I thought that I would begin by dedicating my remarks to some of my ancestors. Um, to my grandfather, Dr. Henry Clay Crest, who died in 1909, and to my father, Dr. Henry N. Crest, who died in 1983, and to my mother, who is still with us. Um, my mother was a teacher, and as I look back and think about Okay. As I look back and think about um, my mother as a teacher and uh, a person who taught us, the girls in my family, there are three of us, to, you know, say what you think and to have the courage to say the things that are on your mind. Uh, to my grandfather, because he was a physician in Chicago, and he was very political. And he died long before I was born, but my grandmother used to say, your grandfather was a race man. That his primary concern was not just what was going on in his office, but the welfare and the well-being of black people and the black race. And not long ago, I guess it's been 15 years ago, my father happened to pull out of a trunk in the basement some things that his father had written. He didn't have that much familiarity with his father because his father died when he was about five years of age. But these writings remained, and I don't know that my father had looked at them earlier in his life, but my grandfather 
who passed in 1909, had written about how dare people think that they are superior because of the white color of their skin. I didn't know that when I started writing, so my grandfather had written about that. And my father, I looked like my father, and for the time I could hear, my father, people would say, oh, she's going to be a doctor just like her father. But my father was also political, maybe not as political as his father. But when I sat down in 1968-69 at the dining room table in our home and was sharing with my father my ideas that came to be known as the Crest Theory of Color Confrontation and Racism, talking about melanin in the late 1960s, and my father said to me, now you must find out what is in the melanin. And I say that that statement on the part of my father opened the door for black people focusing on the topic of melanin because it encouraged me, after I had written the Crest Theory, after I had said that the thing that was motivating people who classify themselves as white was the fact that they did not have melanin and that they were envious and feeling vulnerable to the people who did have melanin. It went further from writing the Crest Theory, and I feel that this inspiration and motivation came from my father to my paper in 1972, Melanin, the Neurochemical Basis for Soul. And my paper in 1975 that was published in the Urban Health Journal, Melanin and the Active Skin Melanocyte, in laying out the concept that melanin, the melanocyte, was a sense receptor. And whereas I was fought and ridiculed, I was at that time a professor at Howard University College of Medicine. And whereas I was ridiculed, these ideas don't make any sense when a professor at Harvard University read the paper about the active skin melanocyte, blacks, the exact title was Blacks Hypertension and the Active Skin Melanocyte. I got this long, several-page, single-space letter saying, you have opened the door for all kinds of research. I never responded back because I was not going to give my ideas to that source. And I'm sorry that I missed hearing today, or maybe it was yesterday, somebody I think gave a paper on George Washington Carver and melanin. Okay, that was today, because I wanted to hear that because three years ago at the National Medical Association, I gave a paper on the Crest Theory on the George Washington Carver phenomenon. So I don't know what was said in that paper, but I maintain that George Washington Carver's ability to communicate with plants when he said the plants speak to him that he was really because the pigment, the black pigment in the melanocyte has the greatest potential to pick up all energy.
that actually the energy frequencies from the plant and Dr. George Washington Carver's very black skin, that he was tuning in and picking up this energy frequency information and translating it in terms of what plants could do, what they were capable of doing. So maybe I'll get the tapes and hear someone else's ideas on that topic. But I thought that in the short time that I'm speaking to you this evening, that I would address myself to what I consider to be very, very critical questions. That we can talk about melanin, but at this point in time in terms of what we see happening in front of us via television and via the media, that the question that we must ask ourselves is that can we as individual black people protect our melanin? Can we collectively protect melanin on this planet? Because I think that a very significant dialogue is going on with us. And if we're not looking broadly, we will miss the communication from the white side of the chessboard. I say that the most important analogy that we can use to center ourselves in reality of today's world is to understand that we are at a gigantic global chessboard. The white side of the chessboard is playing white, white supremacy for white genetic survival and it is waging war on the black side of the chessboard where all people of color are placed, the black people being the most significant people representing the black side of the chessboard because we have the greatest quantity of melanin that can challenge white genetic survival in the perception of the people, the tiny minority of people on this planet who classify themselves as white. But that white side of the chessboard has been dialoguing with us for the past several thousand years, but let's just bring it up to present time and the last several months. I maintain that that white side of the chessboard is saying to us, I can kill two million of you at a time, if I want. And I hope everybody looked at the pictures of the people in Rwanda and saw the high concentration of melanin in the people in Rwanda. That melanin is not protected. They tell us one million people were killed I say they probably killed two million. And in my mind, two million were killed until proven otherwise. They have already announced to us that their virus that they manufactured, HIV, is going to kill 50 million people with melanin on the African continent. Several years back, getting us accustomed to the slaughter and destruction of melanin on this planet, 
They served us up Jonestown and said, I can kill a thousand of you at a blow and make you not even look at it or think about it. Or I can kill you 20 at a time when I kill the people, the children in Atlanta. Or I can kill you by the hundreds in the urban centers of this area of the world. I am moving all over this planet, destroying melanated people and maximally melanated people. Any time I get ready to think about it. And we have a gentleman in the White House who's saying my ratings are falling. But I can always get high ratings in the system of white supremacy if I just move out and kill some melanated people. Kill them in Panama, kill them in Grenada, kill them in Haiti, let them drown in boats. Any time we get ready to do so. So do you understand my question? <laughs> we can talk about melanin. But the critical question is, can we protect melanin? And they're saying up in our faces, you can't do anything about what I decide to do to you. Now, if we don't look at that challenge, if we direct our attention to other things, a massive movement is going on. Melanin is being destroyed. But the system of white supremacy says, I will be able, by offering grants, I will be able, by offering jobs, to tell you that you are the cause of the death of black people. I'll be doing it but I'll make you focus on yourself and try to figure out how you can destroy one another. I'll do it to you in Rwanda. I'll set up the Hutu and I'll set up the Tutsis. I will give each group all the weapons they need. And I say, now I have taught you to hate your melanated selves. Now you fight each other. I'll do it to you on the streets in Los Angeles. I'll set up one group the Crips and another group the Bloods. I'll set up all kind of Muslim groups and say fight each other. I know I can get you to do it because I have programmed you for thousands of years to hate black. But if we don't see that this war is on the table, we will go off focusing on something else altogether, and the slaughter will continue. So I say, and I know you've heard me say this before, that when I say that the system of racism, white supremacy, is the critical thing that we must focus on because that is what is waging war against us. The white people came up with a plan some years back, Global 2000, 
in which they said it's too many people of color on this planet. By the year 2000, it's necessary to get rid of two billion. They are about business. They are about serious business, removing as they deem necessary the people of melanin on this planet. If we do not understand and make an analysis that this is fundamental, it is this dynamic that is taking us out. Everything that we look at, everything else, I believe, and I could be wrong, but as it comes to me, it will be in vain. Everything that we are studying is important. Everything that we look at has high level significance. But if we are not understanding this massive war and what is at stake, I believe we will not be able to apply our energy force in a laser type manner so that we really begin to neutralize the war that is coming at us. To me, it is critically essential for us to develop or to articulate a new world order of dialogue. At each and every turn, we have to be saying to the white side of the chessboard, to the people globally who classify themselves as white. There's no other reason for people to classify themselves as white on this planet other than for the purpose of practicing white supremacy. And so if we begin to escalate, I'm going to ask the people if they let the little babies be quiet because they're running up and down is <laughs> getting at me at this late hour. We have to be able to dialogue back to them and say we understand this war that is being waged against us because if we don't label it for what it is, then they'll just keep that train rolling against us and we just look up and more and more black people are dead everywhere. But we're not telling them, look, we understand what you're doing. And we understand precisely why you are doing it. They are working very, very hard to get us away from talking about racism, white supremacy. They are working very hard. Let's change the dialogue. Let's force them into a change of dialogue. We can do it by giving them grants to talk about multiculturalism, by giving them grants to talk about diversity, to tell them, oh, we don't talk about racism any longer. All this talk about victimization, that's ridiculous. And so trying to slide us away from proper focus, but we have to hold the line and stay on course. Say, you can talk about diversity if you want. Why don't you sit over there and write the definition of what you mean by diversity? You can focus on multiculturalism if you want. This is our dialogue to the white side of the chessboard.
sit over and define what it is that you're talking about. I've asked them, what do you mean by diversity? They can't answer it. What do you mean by multiculturalism? They can't answer it. These are play words and play concepts that they try to get us to focus on so we will not be keeping our eye on the proverbial ball. We have to say, no, we're going to hold the line. You can talk about whatever it is that you want. But all of our ancestors and all of the scholars and all of the people who have gotten old trying to show us how to focus, everything our grandparents ever said to us is these people are doing something that is unjust and incorrect. And mind you, I'm not saying hate white people. I'm not saying disrespect white people. If you sit down to play a game of chess, you can't beat your opponent if you're getting wound up in hate. If you go on the basketball court or the football field and intend to beat your opponent, you cannot do it if you, I hate them, I hate oh, no, no. Know that they are coming on the field to play their very best hand. And if you're confident in yourself, you can say, hey, play your best game. I'm ready for you because I'm going to be playing my best game. What is at stake is whether we are going to have justice on this planet. White supremacy is antithetical to justice. You cannot have white supremacy and have justice at the same time. I believe that the system of white supremacy puts the people that they say who are supposed to know about justice in black robes because you have to have melanin to understand what balance in this universe really is. So we are the people who are peculiarly suited to bring justice to this planet. I believe that is our mission. Somebody told me that Mahatma Gandhi, somebody said, what, ask him, what is the purpose or the role of the Negro? And he is supposed to have answered by saying, the Negro will bring justice to planet Earth. And I believe that that is correct because we are the mothers and fathers of everybody on this planet. It's not even open to argument. If you know fundamental biology, you know that white can only produce white. But crystal black can produce a mutation to albinism, and that will be a white person. Someone just brought me a picture from some of the orphans, all of the hundreds of thousands of black children who have been orphaned by this white supremacy orchestrated war in Rwanda. But the picture was significant because it was all of these little children who no longer have mothers and fathers, sleeping on little pallets on the floor one next to another. But right there in the center of that picture was a little albino Rwandan child. You see, so that black producing white is not a mystery in biology. Black people are the only people, by producing a mutation to albinism, 
crossing the albino with the black, that you get the entire color spectrum that we call mankind or humankind. If they can get us to deviate from that understanding, that's an understanding that they produce. But they are busy now, for example, many of the zoos who have albino tigers, the white tigers that they boast about, Many of them are now saying, oh no, in our zoo right here in Washington, D.C., oh no, that's not an albino. <laughs> that's just a white type. No. That's an albino tiger. The mother and father were brown tigers. But then you can make one albino tiger and eventually you can get another one if they're male and female, mix them together, and then you start producing a white race of albino tigers. So that the question of who is the first person on this planet should not even be a question to anyone who knows basic biology. Somebody told me that black people used to say, this was, I received this second hand, that in the ghettos where they have us living, cramped, overcrowded, and also not necessarily clean sometimes. And roaches would be proliferating. And somebody said black people used to insult each other by saying, you got so many roaches, you even have some white ones. That after you have a buildup of a population at a certain level, you begin to get some mutations to <laughs> albinism. So I had never heard that. But that's what I was told. <laughs> So like I said, I wrote the Crest Theory of Color Confrontation 1968-1969, presented it for the first time at the National Medical Association section on neurology and psychiatry. Since I wrote that paper discussing why white people behave in the way that they do, I have been waiting for another person to write a theory to explain white people's behavior and primarily white people. I asked them, do you have another explanation for why white people behave in the way that they do other than their fear of genetic annihilation on a planet where they are dominated numerically by people of color and also genetically because the ability to produce melanin is a dominant genetic trait that can cause white genetic annihilation. I even had a little ad-like run in the Palm Beach Gazette in Florida. If anybody, if anybody, if anybody on this planet has a better explanation, please send it to me. <laughs> Because I want a theory that's correct. So if mine is not correct, no challenges. No challenges to my saying that white people are mutants. There's a woman, I can't remember the name of the book, two weeks ago in the New York Times, a white woman said, we are mutants. How many people saw that? I don't remember. The, maybe you know the title of that book. You can tell us later. But... She said, we're mutants, talking to fellow white people. 
and we need to face it. Check that. We're mutants, and we need to face it. So I say that we can proceed with a theory. I was talking at the Black Caucus this afternoon, told a group of people there, the white banker here in the District of Columbia, black people in the, you know, Black History Month, when we can talk about our ideas a little bit freely, that one month, without getting into too much trouble. <laughs> black people asked me to come and talk at this bank for the black employees, and of course the white people can attend, about racism. And I talked about the Crest Theory. And at the end of the discussion, the white banker, his bank, came up to me, very polite, very white, white hair, blue eyes. He said, you're right about what you're saying, but what can you do about it? You know, I'm saying it kind of up in your face, but he was just polite, shaking my hand, but what can you do about it? Which is the same thing that we're being shown. We'll go into Haiti. Haiti, look at those blue black people in Haiti. All of that melanin. People who fought white supremacy in a war and won. No, we can wipe it out whenever we want to. And we certainly don't want melanin plus determination coming over to this area of the world and infecting the melanated people who don't always have a whole lot of determination. A mutant might come up that is really melanated and really determined, and then there would be a serious problem. So I believe that it is time for us, if we don't see the war, we're in serious trouble. If we don't see the threat, we are in serious trouble. Down at the Black Caucus, they were giving all the statistics. 66% of black children being born in single-family households. That's not to demean that household. White supremacy is saying, I'm taking away the conditions for enhancing black masculinity. I'm taking away the conditions through which you might produce soldiers to carry on activity on your side of the chessboard. In addition, since I have your situation so strung out and you watch more television than anybody else, I'm going to serve up to you men dressed as women. And I'm going to have you sit there in your frustration. Women and male children and serve up laughingly in your face black men dressed as women. Do you all understand me? 
This is a serious war. And some people may disagree with me. But the war against the Semites is a war to look at. The Semites even now are saying, I'm white. I have an article from the Washington Post where the president in Israel talking to the leaders of the Falash of the Ethiopian Jews who were feeling racist discrimination from the lighter people against the darker people in the state of Israel. This is recently. And so he said, you ought to be glad that we as a white nation invited you in and let you come and live with us. That's stupidity on their part. Because the white people said to them, you are not white. The legal code in this country says Semites of the Jewish religion are of a distinctly different race. So I say even though they are as confused as they can be, and they are hoping to save themselves by serving us up to white supremacy. I had a Jewish girl tell me, Francis, it was a meeting at my house right here in Washington, 15 years ago or so. It was a meeting at my house, all Jewish people. We met to discuss the fact that the same thing is getting ready to happen to you all that happened to us. We met, Francis, to discuss whether we would help you all. We took a vote, Francis. We voted we would not help you all because we had worked too hard to save ourselves. They're still working hard to save themselves. Look, they're the bad ones. It's not us. You thought we were the bad ones in Europe, but no, no. See, it's them. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them on television. See, they're gangsters. We'll even get some of their children to sing these bad songs. See, look, they're the enemy. They're, hey, it's not us. Save us. We're with you. Do you all understand me? When somebody is doing that, it's just like many black people have people in their family because of the miscegenation that took place under white supremacy. Greece and Rome went into Africa, raped the women, and produced a mulatto group of people there's called in Latin Semites. We have many black people who can pass for white. Are we all aware of that? Produced by the slave master raping African women. Start reading the slave narratives. Start reading those documents that have listed the people on the plantation where they are classified as Negro mulatto. You see and see long lists of mulatto, 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 meaning products of the slave master raping enslaved African women. 
And so none of the people who are known, even though they can pass for white, if white people know it, they no longer accept that passing. The black lady in, New, in Louisiana, who could pass for white? She said, I'm, I'm basically white. I'm going to court and get my papers changed. This is a case, recent case. The judge said, I'm sorry. You cannot be reclassified. You cannot maintain white genetic survival and not know where those genes from melanin are for the most part. Now somebody will say, well, Dr. Welsing is wrong. Have you seen the television shows recently where every other program has a black man who's having sex with five white women? Have you seen those talk shows? Stay home sometimes <laughs> in the morning. See, but that's to fake us out. That's to fake us out and make us think, oh, if this is not where the problem is. They're not really, we're not concerned about white genetic annihilation. But when I was on Ron Reagan, when he had that television show coming from California, he had a show on, I guess, racism or people who hate. He had me on that show. I said, but I don't hate white people. But I talked about racism. And next to me was Tom Metzger from Aryan Nations. White supremacist. He was very polite, and I was very polite to him. During the commercial break, I touched him on his arm, and I said, tell me something. How many white people would you say are concerned about white genetic annihilation? See, talk to white people. Ask them questions. Have your questions ready. When you feel you're in social situations with a friend, have your questions ready. Learn. Be polite. So he said, nearly all of them but they're angry at me because they don't want to admit it. And I touched him on his sleeve and I said, that's precisely what I thought. That's precisely what I thought. So here is somebody, one of the outspoken upholders of white supremacy, who said, no, this is our fundamental concern. So if we begin to understand that, see, it becomes disturbing if we don't love our black selves enough to be comfortable in the presence of somebody who says, I hate you. I remember being on the Phil Donahue show, talking about the Crest Theory laid out the crest theory. A white lady in the audience got up and said, according to what she says, I'm a racist. <laughs> this was a nice lady, polite, telling the truth. But a black lady stood up, oh, I'm insulted. How could she? No, oh, wait, hold it. 
If somebody says, I hate you, you say, thank you very much for telling me I know what to expect. Not why do you say that, because you've got enough love and respect for your black self that you're not begging for somebody else to like you, approve of you, and validate you. So we need to get out of that. If I could influence brothers and sisters in those states where they fly that Confederate flag, I said, stop protesting. Tell them to fly it. This is a white supremacy system. Why shouldn't they have a flag that says it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why want somebody to lie to you taking the flag down and practicing white supremacy? So if they practice white supremacy, say, fly that one. Put the swastika up. <laughs> fly it. You see, meaning we understand this is a white supremacy state. We're not arguing about that. Do you know what would happen if we took that position? They take that flag down. They say, uh-oh. Uh-oh. They are getting comfortable dealing with reality. We are in serious trouble. If they are not going to lie to themselves. Oh no, this is a democracy. That's like Mr. Clinton talking about we are bringing democracy to Haiti. Hey, do we have so-called democracy here for the black people in the District of Columbia? We don't have the voting senators. We don't have voting people in the House of Representatives. We asked for home rule. They said you can't have it. So is he talking about democracy, justice? The answer is no. It's just like he knows any time I get ready, I can go into black people's church. Stand in front of them and smile three times. I only have to smile at them three times. And they'll just eat up anything I say. Oh, I'll put on some dark glasses and get a saxophone. I can blow them out of the water if I do that. I can even walk in front of them and start talking about family values. Someone who some lady is accusing him of asking her to suck his you-know-what is going to come and talk to us about family values, African descendants of black people and African people who were pulled away from the mother continent, families torn apart, not allowed to have families, no apologies to date. And we're going to need somebody to love us so much that we're going to say, you can come in front of us and dare to talk about family values. 
or when you just passed the crime bill where black men are going to be incarcerated forever, where no black child, if they can do anything about it, is going to have a father in the home, and no black lady is going to be able to have a man who has a full-time job. And you're going to come in our church, and we're going to let you come and talk about family values, and then we're going to sing and smile and hug you at the end. No, people, we got to wake up. See, no. You might force us to let you come in, but we, don't, we can sit in silence. Or we can sit and look like that does not sound like it makes sense to us. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, if we talk about melanin and don't get in love with melanin, the little children in the high schools are crying here in the District of Columbia. The little highly melanated girls come crying to the psychiatrist because the little boys say to them, we don't date anybody as black as you. Do you all understand me? Did I say, do you all understand me? What good does it do to talk about melanin and not be in love with crystal black? So we've got a lot of work to do. And the people who are waging war against us know exactly and precisely where we are. That's why they run those programs out. Martin, is that program called Martin? Fresh Prince. You see black men just laughing and clowning and clowning and laughing. We're in a war. War is being waged against us. The, we don't need to talk about family. We just need to talk about survival units. Because the men are gone. That means a holocaust, a genocide is occurring. Oh, stop, it says. <laughs> I know no black person invented this thing. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm going to definitely respect it. But do you all understand where I'm coming from? I'm saying face the fact of the war. Melanin is a most valuable substance. The enemy is saying, I can destroy it anytime I want. The question is, can you protect your own melanin? Can you pro protect your offspring that are melanated? Can you protect global melanin? Thank you very much. Peace.
Yeah, thanks. It was a very intuitive message that she brought to the table. Almost, I guess we could say about 15, a little more than almost 20 years ago, and um, still taking place to this day. One of the things I got, one of the, the most profound pieces of that, or um, as far as the information that she was bringing to us in that, is the stated melanin plus determination equals justice. That's what I got out of basically. And she also stated that we would not have justice as long as there's white supremacy. But how do we, how can we protect our melanin against those who have somewhat of a, a diversional tactical war against melanin, which is basically based on the Hegelian dialect where, where our attention or our, uh, how, uh, how she was stated, she has stated that television and media somewhat infuses us daily with um, like information and images that in turn are transformed by the energy and motion or internal melanin into the physical reality or external melanin. So by us being planted with thoughts or, or seeds and it being portrayed and, and practiced and maintained through socially engineered learned behavior, the abnormalities of reality are accepted and then recycled daily, you know, perpetually. And normalities are somewhat swept under the table due to the magnitude of a, of a conscious effort by those who sit in the so-called seats of power, the loser seats of power, and transcribe energy and motion with certain um, information that is then in turn recycled back into this reality. Remember everything. All is mine. And if all is mine, all is melanin, basically. So she, she stated we must be able to utilize our energy force in a laser-like manner to then neutralize the war that is approaching us. And the war, you know, is World War Three, so to speak, but it's the war against men in the end. All right, so that's men, at least men, that's basically talking about the, the electron, oh, the um, proton, and then the, the spark, the seed, the energy that fluxes into creation, which is basically all melanin. The, it's the seed, or basically it would be the, Mim being the mother principle, police being the father principle, and Noon being the seed or the, the son principle. All right, so the war against man, that's the war against melanin, and that's uh, being the, and those elements of nature are the elements that are being utilized against us. We spoke on before water, um, you know, um, earth, earth is food or the elements that we absorb into our into ourselves. Uh, the air is included that, that we breathe in and fire, fire is plasma or it's our blood, the heat of our body. But all that is basically the energies of, of life and the energies of melanin or not. And small things that move 
as far as in, in we were speaking on the uh, law of conservation. So the sun is a, a converter of energy, basically. And if you look at the black body or the melanated body, it's also a converter of energy. So if since the powers that be or whatever we want to call them, the Albion, have information on what melanin can do as the black body or the melanated being can do as transferring or transforming energy, energy in motion, it has now converted or it has, or the Albion has um, intentionally manipulated the energy in motion or our emotions by approaching us with certain feelings that generate certain thoughts. And then that thought in turn turns uh, or it flips and, and folds into a physical reality since they know the science of melanin. Melanin is, is a black hole or the black body, the melanated being is we are black holes or we are vortexes that absorb light and um in all sounds and frequencies and vibrations. So it, it being absorbing that sound and light frequency and vibration, we also can emit those sounds and light frequencies back out because that is what melanin does. It, it, it absorbs as well as transforms and transfers the energy back out, transmits it back out or transmits it, transmutes it. So they had the information, and so, you know, what we're looking at on TV might be something like the 911 scenario, problem, the solution, or the Helgenia dialect, where they create something, we react to it, and then that solution changes later with uh, the so-called incident where Obama was found. Uh, what, what's the name of Bin Laden? You know, was found uh, in somewhere, I forget. It was over over there, and I think it was Afghanistan, Stanley Cave, and all that, but that's the, they, they create situations or whatever, or they pretty much they transfer an identity. They take the energy that's already out there, period, create a little problem or scenario. We react to it. They already have a solution to the to the problem. And then in turn, the refocus energy is, uh, you know, whatever laws and bills that were passed, whatever other tactics that may have been introduced that were, that that is now still being upheld to this day. Like the Patriot Act and all those different types of things back then. Uh, I'm not too political, I mean, but we speak on those types of topics too much, but it's all good. Um, it's all good. Um, so, so what is the proverbial ball? The proverbial ball is, of course, melanin. So how do we protect our melanin? How do we protect our melanin? One of the things Dr. Valentine, what, and this is like the, the, I guess, the most imperative, well, one of the most memorable um, statements that he made is to spiritualize everything. Dr. Valentine said that, you know, I everything. It makes sense more and more every day, you know, as we grow and learn day to day we we uh tend to build on information of the past and it it seems to uh have a foundation. The information of the past seems to build somewhat of a foundation of the structure that builds our personality up towards the intellect and also towards intelligence and towards uh intuitive. Uh, nature by having that information or that pattern of that information. You know what I'm saying? The more information utilized, the less energy has to be um, 
has to be used to form that. So how do we spiritualize everything? Like she stated, we must be able to utilize the energy force to face melanin in a laser-like manner to neutralize the war approaching. So to me, I mean, you know, I'm coming from a metaphysical type of perspective, but, you know, I dip into the black water a little bit. So how do we neutralize this war? This energy force is, of course, melanin, and this laser type of energy would be the light or sound that's coming into melanin or the pineal gland. Basically, the locus carillus is uh, the locus carillus is the black dot, and that is located within within the structure of the of the brain right there. If you have uh, the book Melanin: The Key to Freedom by Dr. Richard King, get thanks. On page 30 states, um, the one brain center deeply pigmented with black melanin only in humans, but not other primates or other animal forms is known as the locus carillus. The locus carillus literally means black dot. Locus is a Latin word, the locus locum, meaning point or dot. Carillus is a Sanskrit word, carillus yamis, meaning black. So the philosophical concept of the black dot is a key concept found at the core of ancient African systems of knowledge such as the ancient and new hieroglyphic name, the Kui, man, the Great Lakes, site of the birthplace of humanity, and the Egyptian hieroglyphic name for, for the sun god Ra. So that's the black dot. The black dot is basically the palm gland, the dot within the black dot within um, the palm gland. Going back to uh, what I was mentioning, how do you spiritualize everything? within the manner of the energy force going we'll coming into our physiological structure through the pineal gland. The energy force melting the black dot, laser-like manner coming in. So if it's a calcified pineal gland, guess what happens? The energy force is not coming through. And we know that Caucasians in general, Abion, if I'm not mistaken, we make sure we want to my Notes, 15, Europeans, Albion, 60 to 80%. Asians are 15 to 25%. Have 15 to 25% calcified pineal gland. And Africans, melanated beings, we have five pineal glands. And what this is from birth. So what they're attempting to do is to calcify and to make our pineal glands non-functionable. Not by uh, by not allowing the correct production of melatonin, which will produce basically the hormones within the body that keeps the body within its circadian or circadian throughout the day, and um, with the sleep and and wake cycles and everything, that was also the healing in active modes or the relaxation and the, the active modes where serotonin is being produced in the active modes and melatonin being produced in the um, resting mode or the relaxation mode. That's the masculine and feminine um, representation of those energies of the pineal gland as well. Yes, still. So those energies coming into the pineal gland properly would neutralize some of those effects of the war. Now, spiritualizing everything also we would have to look at what's more important, the spoon or the, or the food. 
so to speak. So when we're looking at everything externally, that would be like the spoon. And, and then we look at the food or the sustenance, that would be the um, internal reality, melody or external melody. So everything on the external, I mean internal melody, everything on the external is the spoon. So what's more important, the spoon or the, or the food or the sustenance? Is it the physical body or what's within the physical body or what composes or actually is the energy that is being converted into what we see as the physical body and know to be the physical body? Remember, body, that's divine, contributing to the divine soul. So if we are contributing to the divine soul or melanin or who we are as self, knowledge of self, then we will, we will basically have love of self. So that will be spiritualizing everything. And she also stated that we can't win a, a battle with hate within ourselves. We can only, that means we will only win with justice, for love, for balance, for order, for my eye. So when my eye is being, or when love is being portrayed and not hate or fear, is being, you know, transferred and transformed into the physical reality, then melanin is um, becoming more protected and more enhanced. Conservation means to protect something in a natural way as it is being, as it is uh, being transformed. So conservation is basically when you are protecting what you know to be truthful from and in, from a, uh, from the initiator the initiatory point of of anything, so it would be basically the knowledge itself. So protecting our melanin is basically having love itself, and that is basically knowledge itself. And Doctor said talking about melanin. It's not, it's not loving the melody. So we we talk, we, you know, we talking about what we can do for ourselves and others is not loving ourselves and others. And first and foremost, the the community is only going to be as strong as the house. And basically, the house is only going to be as strong as the man because the man is the protector of the house. So if the man is the protector of the house, that man is melody. It doesn't have to be the man per se as far as being the uh, the one with the testicles or whatever you want to speak, you know what I'm saying? Because the word one man, when broken down into uh, into uh, two words, it's basically the womb of man. So we know that to be where man originated from. So man is the authority in the house as far as, as, far as um, bringing correction, you know what I'm saying, man, we are, as far as physically being in the presence of, of the um, of the household, our responsibility is to enforce the law that the woman is bringing. So the woman tells the child, we spoke on the woman tells the child, clean up, the woman tells the child, get ready for school, the woman tells the child, you know, uh, take a bath, the woman tells the child, take out the garbage. 
you know, most men ain't really thinking about all those things throughout the day like that. We had, we out, whatever, hustling and bustle, bringing home bacon eggs and all that good stuff. I don't know. That's what they, you know, that's just stating. But but that woman is, is like, you know, she's laying down a law. This is what you're going to do. You know, this is, and then she says, you ain't cleaning your room, wait till your daddy get home. I'm going to tell that. Yeah, he's going to get the belt to you when he get here. You ain't, you talking back to me? Okay, wait till your daddy get home. You know when the rules, you don't supposed to be, you don't do that. You know, so the woman brings the, she brings the law. So she is justice. And the man is the one who's protecting the justice. You know what I'm saying? So everything is on a balance in that scenario. So when the man is displaced, he's no longer, so how do they displace man or melanin? By by confusing melanin and disguising it as as a inferior to white or to the Albion. When in actuality, if you look at the sustenance or the food, you can look at that like zero or the black dot or the point. And if you look at the spoon, you can look at that as like one. So zero and one, one being the physical reality and zero being the the um, sustenance or the substance that the spoon dipped into to become the physical reality as the substance began to move and recognize itself as being and then personified itself as the physical or as the physical reality being external melanin and movement. And that's the electron going into the, the, um, the proton and then becoming life or carbon, which was basically, which is basically um, the brown substance, black, car, here, the Sanskrit. Also goes into karas, so karas, meaning black. So then karas also goes back to ha, or haru, so that leads back to the heart. So the, the main aspect of our energy resides within the heart, and that is where the balance is. So the conversion of the energy, when we focus, is we focus through the feelings that we generate within the heart. We spoke on some of these topics and, and uh, discussed these things in previous uh, dialogue, yet um, they always, it's always good to reflect back on, because all of this is pretty much pieced together. Everything um, in existence is one. We must utilize our instincts. We must utilize that knowledge is what the God has stated in a laser-like manner and then neutralize it and transform that energy back properly into the physical reality from a spiritual premise. So spiritualizing everything means not only internalizing the melody by protecting our melody through refocusing the attention inward. As we refocus the attention inward and spiritualize it, which means spiritualizing it means we um, are more attentive of the intelligence within our natural being. Recall that if the majority of people focus on an artificial world, then the natural world fades. So if the artificial world is based on white supremacy due to uh, how television and media has 
manipulated our psychology through images and information or false information, misinformation that is based on uh, diversion as well as subjugation of uh, the melanated mind. So the enslavement of the melanated mind is due is is taking place or has taken place in the past by repetitive manipulative diversionary tactics that are based on fear elements to keep us away from having love for ourselves by being always attentive and dependent on an external value that is of an untruth and of an injustice that's based on is based on a people that have um, pretty much uh, usurped the essence of truth that's inert and also innate within the melanated, um, the melanated anatomical and physiological structure. And now they, you know they're trying to you know with the GMO foods and then they have uh, chemtrails and then there's uh, you know stuff you know all type of things in the water, over 100, 200 different. So these things are there, these elements are there to be, I guess you could say, to, uh, due to melanin's nature, it becomes, it, it becomes attached or it, it gains an affinity to all things that um, it, it comes across in its, in its physical nature, due to its nature of being an absorber of all energy and the transfer of all energy. Therefore, so anything that it touches is going to automatically magnetize to it. So when we internal, when we go back to the internalization of it and the origin of it, or the, we go to the zero of it and we look at it and we dip into it with the spoon, then we will have what the binary codes, basically. And we'll go back to that zero and one. We'll notice that it was zero and one, and we won't just be looking at the physical spoon or have the knowledge. Knowledge is information. Information, therefore, is can be looked at like light. The light is a physical substance that is the laser. Um, that the laser that is the utensil that comes forth from the energy and motion or the melanin or the force, the energy force that we that is melanin. And when we utilize it in a laser-like manner, we beam the energy back down. But that when we utilize that energy, that's the physical um, essence being produced from the transformation of that emptiness, which would be melanin or the energy force. So as it's being refocused, as our intention or attention is being refocused inward and the intent is from the heart, then we, and it's spiritualized where we notice the intelligence from our origin or our knowledge. We have, we acknowledge the knowledge of self within and the information is then personified patient of what we have observed or we actualize it through the actions and that's wisdom because wisdom can only be gained through what experience. So as we gain the experience, we are then enhancing the melanin due to the conversion of their energy within. So as it, as it goes within, it then is manipulated intentionally by the observer or the knower is now taking active control of the doer by way of the thinker. So the knower, the thinker, and the doer, or the triangulated self, is now becoming uh, is now becoming unified within. So the, the personification of the external reality 
would be on a more harmonious level. So as we notice that the food is more important than the spoon, as as it is, we then have a balance because we we then know we we are we are the spoon as far as the physical is concerned, but we are the sustenance or the food as well. So it's sort of like you have a, a you know you got the ocean or a pool we speak on it. So you dip into this ocean, we get a cup, and then we say that's a cup of water. But somebody say no, that's a cup of ocean. Then it's as well as water, but didn't it come from the ocean? It may not be quantity of the ocean, yet it is the quality of the ocean. It has the same capabilities because it has the same what ingredients. So it, it's father and mother being the ocean, or ocean, you know, gave birth to Tango, or gave birth to, you know, to life. And that is as us, you know what I'm saying? But that is, uh, that would be, you know, the ocean would be melanin. And then as life comes out of the ocean, as the one or whatever, that's the information, that's the light being reflected or refocused inward and then coming back out as a physical entity. And it's an immortal exchange because the law, I mean, if we're dealing with the law of conservation, then the law of conservation states that you can't destroy or create energy. So, therefore, if this energy and motion is always in movement, melanin, inner, inner and outer, or internal and external, melanin is always in movement. Therefore, this conservation is always protected, even when there is a manipulation of the um, energy and motion. Because everything is already. Everything, everything is everything. So how do we protect melody? Spiritualizing. So spiritualizing is meaning being intelligible of the internal melody as it is being produced and then transformed into the physical reality. By do by, you know, certain activities, meditation and all that, yet still melanin is the protective factor of our um of our being, of above being in the physical arena due to its high capability in melanated people to give us physical, mental, and spiritual advancements. It, because I, due to how it enhances our nervous system through messages that get to us a lot quicker by way via the melanocyte, via the energy that is absorbed through the melanocyte or the skin um, pigment into our melanated skin and then goes within the body and we react to it in those manners. So if the information that is external is based on a certain type of energy and motion, then the external reproduction or the recycling of the information is going to be in turn on that level as well. So first we must know who we are, knowledge of self, individuate dual self. So the house is only as strong as the man and the woman or those in that house that's going to be protecting and bringing justice. So if the protection is 
displaced and there is no justice, then there is there will be no determination. And if you look if you really think about it, look at the last couple of generations, um, especially with our men, our men don't know how to take out garbage. They don't know how to change the bed. They don't know how to sweep the floor. They don't know how to cook. They don't know how to be in a relationship with their mama, their, their brother, their sister, or their, their significant others. Men today, I'm just saying in general men, but also women, it's, I mean, it, it goes both ways, but we have lost the value of, of being human. We forgot how to be who we are naturally. There's the world. We, we live in a world that's so fast-paced that we forgot how to do things at home where it counts. You know, that, so if the home is displaced, then the community is going to be displaced. So, therefore, the community being uh, drawn or magnetized towards uh, what has happened to the man and woman not being available as protection and justice within the structure of, of the household, then there is a displacement within that community and then there is a displacement within um, society as a whole. Where there and this this, um, this detachment of our natural capabilities or abilities is due to how melanin is being um, altered and and repeatedly changed by way of uh, by way of our attention being being um, thwarted. So we focus our attention inward, because they know that, like you know, the sun is converted of any. So the sun is equal with melanin or melanated beings. The black body is a perfect converter of energy. Then we are equal to the sun. Remember, we were mentioning if an animal, if a human eats the animal, the animal eats the vegetable. The vegetable comes from the water and sunlight. Then maybe we should become we should bypass the animal, bypass the the sun I mean bypass the uh, water and go directly to the sunlight. So we are the sunlight, so go directly go directly to knowledge itself. So having information of what self is, now how do we feed the sunlight the proper elements to protect the sunlight or the melanin? So, you know, doing those certain activities. You know, that we have spoke on, in, you know, the meditation, the qigong, uh, eating properly, having the proper frame of thought, the inward smile, you know, just taking that with, with you on your walk each day in your journey, the um, men out um, which basically means, you know, to um, balance the heart, to live in truth, to stabilize the heart, to live in truth. So, that means to uh, refocus the energy inwardly on a level of higher emotion or higher feeling of emotion, which would be represented by love and place of spirit. So the higher energy of emotion would be compassion, you know, it would be humility, honesty, you know, honor, uh, trust, um, patience, you know, those are feelings of love. Well, that's the emotion of love, and that operates in the higher sense of the mind. You know, so the, the lower senses of hate and of uh, anger and of worry and of, uh, uh, you know, 
low, you know, lower energies of, of uh, what we would call feelings. That is the emotion of fear. So the emotion of fear is where it's been fed to us. So in turn, we will, as melanated or as a converter of energy, being melanated people, we have in turn recycled that energy back out as a fear reality. You know, I speak on this a lot because I I see it, you know, and I know who we are. I acknowledge myself, and I see myself creating, you know, what I'm creating outside of me due to how powerful melanin is. And I have an understanding or understanding of what it is from the, the comprehension or the understanding that I've, I've gained to certain um, fields of thought and certain schools of thought. So those those, those uh, bits and pieces of information have, from my own um, experience, have given me the insight that to say that the, the way, the best way to protect our melody is to refocus the attention inward first, attention, you know, attend spirit or the or light and shun also uh, in the light. So our attention is the infinite cycle or the, um, it's the, um, the light that has been recycled outwardly because we, our attention is now being, being um, somewhat hijacked and, and then taken and smacked around and like, this is what we're going, this, your name is what? Okay, now that's what my name is, for real. But that's, that's how they have um, altered our psychology. It's, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of years we get used to it. So now that we have accepted this recycled um, abnormal, abnormality as our day-to-day reality, the natural reality, is, it looks like it sometimes is fading away. That's not the case, though. It's, now, was now if you're noticing, it's a sunny day. So, bringing that sun back in, you know, also notice they throw them up the poop. You know, so those clouds trying to cover up or calcify the pomegranate or that black dot. Remember, the sun is only a converter of energy. So it's not really like the sun is a brilliant, bright, hot star. It's only converting the energy that we see as light coming onto the planet Earth. It's really just a black dot up there that's gaining energy from, or is a black hole that's getting a certain type of energy from another as that, and that will be serious. As you know, that's I said in uh, the ISIS papers written by Dr. Francis Chris Wilson, it speaks on the deliberate exchange of the um, mentality of white supremacy from the inferior type of uh, standpoint. But the ICE paper, or I said papers, is also talking about septet, but septet is the energy, or series is the energy that is coming in through the sun. And that is what we see and that's what we get as uh, within our DNA, and that's also the shoulders that we stand on. You want to speak on from that level, yet how do we understand? So, again, refocusing the attention inwardly by spiritualizing everything. That means to be intelligible of the intelligence. So to have knowledge of self and then activate that knowledge, patient of self. It's one thing to talk about melanin. It's another thing to love your crystal black. Now, in the 
quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? So if we want, I mean, we 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 move it towards it too, though. I you know I see it. It's just but once we have really have um seen and are more attentive of what it is we are doing externally through our reactive mind, then that is when we are acknowledging the internal melanin. So melanin, I, melanin sometimes can be blinded, you know, there's justice, you know what I'm saying? So as justice is blind, it may not look at the situation in a manner of side-side. So it's going to be balanced within that observation. So melanin, being that it's blind at times, stays balanced and always is protecting. Like we said, like I was speaking earlier, it's always protecting the individual way to do itself or the reality because it's always going to be what it's going to be. So even when it's down and out and it's all looking up in the clouds and shit, you know, it's still melanin protecting because melanin always, it, it may look chaotic, but it's always headed towards balance and order because all is mine. You know, so staying within the value of self and having a higher sense of awareness of who you are and then bridging that with the conscious awareness of what you are, that basically is um, the intelligence, which is the breath, basically, and that internal melanin and external melanin as it's as it brought into a physical arena. Protecting it is the primary focus. That's the proverbial ball. Protecting our melanin is the way to defeat this um, illusory monster that has been created, this parasite that has been created due to the toxic suspects that has been produced, that has been introduced into uh, the the melanin's uh, arena of life and, and of transformation. So this parasitic element is something that was created outside of, well, that was trans, this energy that's been transferred outside of the pool or outside of the sustenance food. So what's more important, the spoon or the sustenance? I mean, we can focus a lot of our energy on the spoon, on the information, yet still we need to acknowledge and then refocus our attention inward by participating with the information. And then as we abridge the, the information with the actual physical activity, we gain the experience, and that experience will build your, our wisdom, and that wisdom is in turn going to expand into an understanding which is based on the information from an initiatory point of view, and then that information can then be transformed into an understanding and an overstanding. You know what I'm saying? So the understanding is based on who you are as you take in certain vibrations and, and, and uh, frequencies that were from that initiatory point. So that information as you build it into knowledge uh, or as you build it into wisdom through experience, you, we, we say, you know, this, this, 
it was I you know, I used to watch my, my pops drive the car and, you know, wow, he's driving the car. That's how you do it, you know. So that's the initiatory type of thing, you know. Then I got my chance to sit behind the wheel, so now I'm sitting behind the wheel and I remember Oh, yeah, that initiatory image, you know, you put your hand right here, you turn like this, you put on the signal, you, you hold your foot on the brake. I remember looking at, you know, you paying attention to the rear view. And I, so there's certain images and information that we, we take in, and then those memories are then refocused, so we, re, we put more attention to it by um, refocusing on that image as we get to that certain point. And then we say, okay, now... Let me experience it. As we experience it, we gain wisdom to be able to say, oh, this is what it's like to drive a car at this speed or this is what it's like. But that wisdom, in turn, builds the understanding from the understanding of that baby knowledge or that initiatory information that was gained by just looking and observing. And then as we observe, we go through the experience, and then we gain an understanding but that understanding is based on just that. But then the understanding is based on how I intern how you will internalize the information and say, ah, so this is how I would drive if I was speeding and getting a ticket and you know, not listening to my my father uh, saying be responsible and and don't speed or whatever. So this is how I would also now I got a ticket. So that would be my understanding or something that I went through in my personal experience, you know, is drop. So now I have an understanding of what it is to speed. So next time I want to speed. All right, so we, I, like I was saying, she all, we said, I stated it earlier, but she said, she said um, God has stated, meddling plus determination might bring a uh, some type of mutant um, that might come up and bring about justice and whatnot. So what she was speaking on was how Haiti um, went to war and whatnot with the, uh, the government and then overcame some of the obstacles in its way. But also, a few years later, Haiti's, uh, Haiti's government acknowledged and allowed and passed the law for Haiti's one of Haiti's religions to become a national religion, and that's Voodoo. So in Haiti, that actually uh, is legal to practice Voodoo or Voodoo, and that's speaks, You know what I'm saying? Because that's a natural, that is an indigenous right. You know what I'm saying? So we have the right as the Haitianist people to practice anything from our traditional culture, and that's stated uh, within. Uh, United Declaration. Yeah. We have the right to do that, and that's what happened there in Haiti. So, you know, if if we have melanin plus determination, you know, I I call it DCD, but that's a, a deliberate cognitive discipline where you have to be the utmost determined to perform to your highest degree. And that's um that's protecting melody, you know what I'm saying? So that to be able to utilize our energy force, that energy and motion in a laser like manner is to 
know who we are internally. So the self, then the source. So the first acknowledge that the spoon came from the substance. All right, and they they are basically one. It really didn't come. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You can't take the cup away. You can't take the cup of water out the out the ocean and not still be the ocean, right? So the, the spoon is still the food. I mean, it's an element that's in within a body. Since it's made of wood or it's made of metal or whatever, it's still or plastic. You know, you know. So I mean, plastic might be an extraterrestrial type of substance. That, I think the tarot brought that down, so I don't know. At any rate, um, being that we are uh, melanated people and we hold uh, what some may call the perfect black body, and the perfect black body being a converter of all energy, when uh, this energy is converted or this energy in motion is being converted on a high degree of love, then we're protecting our, our melanin to the utmost. So let's pay attention to what's going on in our creation externally, and that will give us uh, some type of conclusion on what's going on internally because our external reality is based on our internal reality. So if melanin is being protected and strong, it's vital, it's healthy internally, then the melanin externally will be strong, vital, and healthy as well. So as we proceed and we continue on this day-to-day exchange in our experiences, remember that our most prolific and most powerful um, element is melanin. It's the proverbial ball, as God is speaking of. So this being the, our primary focus, we need not to be diverted by the the um, deliberate tactics that are personified every day to a great degree due to the Albion um, awareness, conscious awareness of what is taking place and how the Albion's um, pedigree or whatnot is uh, being depleted or minimized. So we as melanated people, we need we must maximize our potential by not hating. Again, remember she stated we can't win this war by by utilizing. Hey, we got we can't go to. Uh, like she stated, a football game and be you know suit up and go out there on the side of the football on the on the football line sidelines be like, man, I hate the other team, but the coach, you know, part part of my French, you know, flip all that, you know. As a matter of fact, I don't even like my team, you know, what I'm saying or whatever. So they, you know, we can't we can't go out there and think we're gonna win this game with anger built up. You know, what I'm saying we have to have first of all. Patience, and how can we be patient if we're if we ain't have anger? So if we if we're uh, and when we have anger, that means our attention is going to be focused on a level of uh, hatred or fear that is in turn 
going to be manipulated and then as we refocus that energy emotion or that anger or fear emotion back outwardly, then whatever it is that we refocus it back outwardly is going to be that fear is going to be that anger. It's just going to look different, but it's still going to be on the same level of anger. So we have to exchange that anger into acceptance and also keep that liver healthy. You know, we want to put that color green down into to the liver as we exchange that anger into acceptance and we accept the situation for what it is from a, from a higher degree of, of, of conscious awareness of love instead of that lower degree of basically the awareness of, of what's taking place in the physical arena and, and then we just, you know, react to it in that manner of a physical, in the manner of a lower physical sense perception that's based on fear. All right, so keeping it at, at a higher degree will refocus that energy back into a higher personification of life. You know, so I mean, we can go back in time if we want to say that, you know, time, space, or whatever, and look at some of the things that the ancestors have brought to the table when we were not being manipulated psychologically. So when those things were brought to the table, we knew who we were internally or we had not self, and it was based on who we are as black people or melanated people. Remember, um, chemistry comes from the word chem. Chem is basically means black, and it's the ancient name for Egypt. So as being chemistry, chemistry is the study of life. So how did we come from the word chem to chemistry? Because in ancient chemists, we had knowledge of self, and we knew that self is life because life derived from melanin. So to know the universe is to know God. As the statement says, know thyself. To know thyself is to know the universe and to know God. The universe is darkness or black or melanin, external. Internal melanin is what is personifying this external melanin outwardly through the conversion of our energy and us being black holes or black dots that are placed strategically within the puzzle of life to produce what we would call the external melanin side. Now, I don't have to get too deep into this holographic universe thing, yet still, how do we protect our melanin? By internalizing and refocusing our attention towards the intelligible or having intelligence of the intelligence. All right, so, you know, those, uh, we, we will go over some some more of the meditations. I, I always feel like the closest way to get to who you are is by is breathing, relaxing. So the more one takes in the deep conscious breath, then the more information or the more intelligence one will gain due to the fact that breath, within the breath resides the intelligence. So that's melanin. So protecting our melanin is by being more attentive of how or what and where and when this melanin is going in. You know, we've, we've had the, you know, the clocks that we naturally, 
went by in the past, you know, so to speak. Not to say we're going to reproduce anything grand or special or how and how great it was in, in that in that long period. Yet, individuated dual cells as we are individually, we do have the power and the potential or the potential, potential potentious power to become those individuated dual cells. Even if the external reality does not reach that point, we as individuated duals can. And therefore, the DNA will, will also step it up a little bit. Remember, what happens when we stress it to the DNA, the DNA closes up and tightens and binds. When we are relaxed and, and even we are going through it through love, basically, and not only fear, where, you know, fear is going to cause stress factors to be introduced to our bloodstream or, you know, adrenaline to be raised and not necessarily, and that's the DHEA level being decreased due to adrenaline being produced and not needed. So that creates stress hormones. So um, when we produce relaxation hormones, then the body naturally heals and also stays vital, and the skin doesn't tighten up for one, but the DNA opens and expands. So we not only, you know, black don't crack. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know, black people, we stay young a lot longer when we're not introduced to things that damage our skin or color. That we spoke on earlier, like smoke, you know, uh, certain things in our lifestyle can uh, damage our skin, um, like food, um, uh, injury, you know, from a cut or a fall or something like that. Also, um, as far as like uh, albions are concerned, they can get skin damage. And also, uh, you know, as melanated people, we can also get skin damage and get uh, what they call melanoma um, due to um, due to our, our lessening of melatonin, I mean, melocyte production to produce a melanin. Um, Melatonins produce a melanin through the melanocyte. So, you know, protecting that melanin, keeping that, keeping the um keeping the collagen strong most definitely but once that once that cell or once that DNA is uh open then those and those stress factors are not uh so so heavy then that melanin is most definitely um being protect being being protected. And that's when you know one of my statements is uh peace, prosperity, protection, as well as good health. So I know that without protection, there is no peace. And so how can you be how can we be prosperous if we don't have if we're if there's no peace? Because peace you have there has to be freedom in order for there to be peace, right? So as long as we got a you know, we got the life of birth certificate and social security and all that and that's also melanin not being protected. You know what I'm saying? So first, you know, internalize everything, spiritualize everything, then intelligence behind this thing. What is all, where does it come from? Why is this here in front of me in the physical reality? It's to damper the heightening or the elevational effect of the production of melanin in the melanated or in the perfect black body as the global of all life sounds. 
producer of life and gentry, the projector of life, as the indigenous people are trying to melanated people brought things to the table, cultural civilization. So we did these things, dampering, you know, the pond of land or calcifying the pond of land, blocking the sun, you know what I'm saying, with clouds, will not allow those energies to manifest properly. They manifest, but they manifest in manners like uh, athletics, you know, physical type of things that can be done just by enhancing the production of melanin through the muscles, not all of the muscles of the brain or the mind by um, producing left and right symmetry. You know what I'm saying? We're very active in the left brain, you know, yet we're not as creative or imaginative as we once were as far as right brain is concerned. And of course, you know, the masculine proportion, we do that. We, you know, it's, it's natural, I guess, you know, of course, and it was even more natural to balance those energies of masculine, feminine, or electric, and magnetic, or reasoning, and, or creative and logic. So logic being the mental aspect of, of man, or uh, how man looks at things from a linear, um, sequential value of A, B, C, whereas women towards the massive the creative value of imagery and what it should be and what it is really, whereas men, we look at it like, you know, you know this is what this book says. This is how you're supposed to do it. You know what I'm saying? I always go to, like, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee said, you know what I'm saying, absorb what is useful, and, you know, if it ain't right, then, you know what I'm saying, discard it. Absorb what's useful. You know, so just keep with keep with our meditations and keep with taking in good um good sustenance that will ex- exchange and enhance the melanin properly through um through the assimilation or metabolism of your of the nutrients within the body to contribute to the divine soul. Basically your melanin, you know, your internal melanin that's lacked out right there. So that that you know that's how I I looked at it from from the metaphysical you know, point of view on certain things that she has stated. She also said something about uh, how once we once we acknowledge who we are and we we say this is who we are, then the flag comes down, right? You know what I'm saying? All right. And she said something else too. Um, she said, um, time to wake up, you know, waking up in the morning, stretching and yawning, putting them two feet on the ground. First thing we should do is give thanks. You know what I'm saying? It's like the last thing we should do when we lay our head down from a day, you know what I'm saying, give thanks, give balance. You know what I'm saying? Basically, give my eye in just two words. I say, without going through the whole ceremonial wing of the heart ceremony and all that stuff, just giving thanks is acknowledging you know what I mean, that there's something more to it than just just this one, just this spoon, you know what I'm saying? So going back to the food, to the sustenance, going back to the substance of life, you know, to the melanin, protecting the melanin, you know what I'm saying? So the best way to do that is by internalizing or spiritualizing everything, looking inward first, 
refocus and remember, like, if, the, if you get angry, you know, refocus it to acceptance. If we are in a fearful situation, refocus it to courage, you know what I'm saying, based on on, on lung energy or it's on, I mean, uh, on kidney energy and fear. Based on uh, refocus that energy to courage. If we are feeling um, overwhelmingly sad or having grief, that's lung energy. We focus that energy into courage as well. And um, if we're feeling any type of worry, then focus that energy of the spleen to patience. You know what I'm saying? If we're feeling any type of, uh, of uh, contempt, then we change that fear to happiness and agreeableness within the heart energy. So that you know, that's transforming transforming the of negative energy. Um, by utilizing the inner inner smile meditation technique. We went over that before a couple of times ago, but again, you can also look that up. It's uh called the inner smile meditation. And it's uh it's very powerful. Just in a, just walking with it. It's just like it's as powerful as men have similar to it, where where the energy is focused inwardly on a higher degree of thought perception. You know, I, I I do it every day. You know, I try not to sometimes, but I, it's a practice that I, I utilize because I see how it, in turn, when that energy is not focused into the emotional reaction that's being displayed, then the energy is then transformed properly into its natural scheme things where it's supposed to be instead of what is already there. So, you know, being that melanin is the dark, so that means it's empty or that it has it has an availability to transform into what is necessary and natural or whatever it is is going to be there that's already there. So those potentials, those two potentials of being of create or being transformed into something that is not readily apparent or transforming into something that is already personified within the spirit of reality. So when we exchange it and when we exchange that energy by refocusing from a non-reactive physical um, manner, then that energy is then refocused back in a natural sense due to due to the level of its um, non-emotional reality. So it's, it's in a non, it's in a still movement or inert. So Whenever whatever energy touches it first, and that's what it's going to, and if it touches it repeatedly, and that's what it's going to become. So if the energy that's touching it is on a high degree of love, then that emptiness or that exchange of that reactive, that non-reactive emotion, that emptiness, then if it's touched with love, so or it's touched with acceptance, or if it's touched with patience, or if it's touched with you know, so on and so on, with courage then that's what the external reality is going to formulate. So the internal reality is going to get it because of the organ, you know what I'm saying, the muscles, tendons, ligaments, and all that stuff within the internal, external reality or physical reality. Because this internal reality that I speak on is not necessarily, or the internal melanin is not necessarily the organ system. It's what it's creating and holding and putting and personifying the physical body into a structure. So this personification would be the first cell that personifies into the second six trillion cells of our being. And that is the black dot or that is the Lucas Corellis. You know what I'm saying? So this uh energy that is coming through, 
you know what I'm saying, and it's beaming down. This is that laser light manner, you know what I'm saying, and this is where our power is, you know what I'm saying, within this energy emotion or this, this melanin. So when this melanin or this energy emotion is being it, intentionally changed or manipulated by the Albion um, diversion, then that's what we see external because melanin is it's like a it's like a plastic mirror or whatever. So whatever this plastic mirror absorbs in is going to reflect back out, and it holds that inside of that plastic, and it actually since it's plastic, it wraps around whatever that energy is and becomes whatever that energy emotion is. So through the exchange of our emotions on the lower sense, and you get wrapped around that lower sense, and the external reality of melanin becomes that which is in a, on a, a lower sense perception. So let's wrap it around a higher sense. Let's wrap it to emotion, energy emotion on a higher sense of melanin to exchange and then transform what is internally love from the indigenous initiatory point of what we would call creation, love, because it ain't nothing but love, baby, right? So let's stop putting hate out there and let's love. That we wrap that plastic, that melanin around love, and then it reflects off that mirror or whatever. And, and instead of us looking in the mirror and, and we thinking we look good, and then we get in the car and, and you know what I'm saying, and uh, next thing I know, I get to where I'm going, Somebody's looking at my nose, and I got 10 boogers hanging from my nose on my mustache. So I thought I looked good in the mirror of, of this plastic and this melanin. But then when I get outside around other people, I ain't looking so good. But I look good at home in my mirror because my mirror is being, you know what I'm saying, it's being manipulated and then altered by an external reality to make me think that the abnormalities that have been, you know, shown to me are normal. Yet and still, when I get outside into the external reality and face uh, face that situation in society, the abnormalities, although they may look normal to to me as I flow, some other people might think it's not normal. And those abnormalities or whatever grow and keep growing as more abnormalities or more things in this uh, reality seem to become um, normality. And those are natural occurrences on the day-to-day due to the repetitive nature of how they are in some ways um, manipulating our melanin. So protect your melanin. Protect your melanin. Protect your melanin by refocusing your awareness and your attention inwardly by being more conscious of what and who you are from the uh, perspective or the point of view of of melanin being a power source. You know, first the self, then the source. So you got knowledge of self. Now actualize the knowledge that we have by actually participating with the information. And, you know, it's easier said than done. To I and I, you know, I, I can vouch for that. Some days don't want to do shit. You just want to just map, you know. But it's a it's a growing experience, and the old committee saying is a a day that God did create is a day that uh, he wasn't God, or that's a day that God wasn't God. So the day that the melanated 
being does not create or manifest is a day that you aren't God. So if we are not bringing something to the table that is beneficial for humanity, uplifting humanity, then we are not being, uh, we're not doing our godly task as being who we are in this as progenitors of planet Earth, fathers and mothers, uh, Swastika, Moors. So, you know, protect our melanin. Protect who you are, first and foremost, individually. So then that man and woman individually can be strong within the unit of the family. And as the unit, the family becomes stronger, then the community or the community Unity, the unit, come means come together, and unit means to help um, me come, means yes, to convene or to come together, to also come together. So to come together is two, or you can look at it like that. So the community gets strong, and society becomes strong. Now, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's all the same, it's all good, yet. This is a good sister that transitioned, you know. She lived a long, prosperous, healthy life. She was a good good um good sister that brought a lot of good information to to the masses. Opened up my pomegranate a little bit, you know what I'm saying, to see see some things in from a different perspective that I wasn't looking at it in, in that way, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, pick up that Pick up a book. I'm picking it up right now. Let me see. So, pick up a book that I can pay for. Um, it, it breaks down a lot of different symbols on white supremacy and how they've utilized certain things in, in general in society to change our, our way of thinking of who we are, you know. Check out the book. It goes on from, you know, talks about cigars, cigarettes, um, boxing gloves, you know what I'm saying, uh, boxing ring, the cross. Uh, it talks a lot, a lot about different things that have been brought to the, t- you know, to the table and personified as, as objects of disagreement towards, you know, melanated people. From a subliminal level, though, it's like under our nose and try not to speak on what it is. But check out the book, you know, to the book if you ain't read it yet. I should pay for the key. The key is colored by Dr. Francis Chris Wilson. Get thanks. So I say, I say, again. So next week, next uh, Tips and Tricks Tuesday, then I'm going to get thanks again. And, um, you know, in tribute to to all those who came before us, you know, that, that have brought a lot of this, uh, a lot of this, this information and this, this delight to uh, be able for us to experience it and to be able to go through it and, and see what it, certain things are, how to, I guess, how to utilize the information properly and, and function with it on the day-to-day. So... All that said, again, give thanks. And I say, you know, for that sister's um, major contribution and for her breath and her life and her intelligence that she brought 
You know what I'm saying? It's still green. Alright, so much love, respect, and homage, much reverence um, to the sister, to the goddess, to the queen, Dr. Francis, Chris Wilson. I'm going to um, gonna fade out. And I'll see you guys next week. If not, then um, I'll be back the week after going through some tests and whatnot. But if, if, if it, you know, I can't say, you know, it is what it is. So peace, prosperity, protection, and good health. Right. I hope you're enjoying me as much as I'm enjoying you. I know we're not that close, but yet it seems like I've known you for some time. I just wanted to get a few things that was on my mind across to you. you know? um, I see you over there, wavy with them tigers, looking soft like hair. Levels take you out of here. Mm. If you would be my queen, then I will be your king. We don't need a ring. Just meet me in the center. Unite like the four seasons. I'm summer, you're winner. No losers, only winners. Finish what we begin and love you forever. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Control lust in your touch. Make volcanoes erupt. Go bust. You're my first, you're my last, you're the reason I get dirty, the reason I take a bath, show me how to laugh, when we ain't had no money, you show me how to cry, when this situation wasn't even funny, it wasn't funny, you're my everything, my first wet dream, you're the very last thing that enters my mind, you're the reason I tell the truth, the reason I lie, you're the reason I live, the reason I die. You like the dark side of the moon Surviving the Fasini I'm digging you You know you're my honey Lumdy lumdy lie No confusing ya I'm always choosing ya Can't play games Pointing fingers who's to blame You brought the gift of life Lines tamed by your powerful reins Living this dream You still give these the pain So slip through the dream You stay afloat and maintain You're at the top of the world I'm trying to reach you Screaming your name, I hope it's not in vain You're the love of my life, the lines to the music The connections to the rose of the future Thank you for sharing your experience You're my everything, the flowers of spring You're my everything, you know what I mean You know what I mean, yeah You're my everything, my first red dream The very last thing it enters my mind You're the reason I tell the truth The reason I lie The reason I live The reason I die I said you're my everything My first wet dream The very last thing That enters my mind You're the reason I tell the truth The reason I lie The reason I live The reason I live I said you're my everything I said, you're my everything, my first great dream, yeah, you're my everything, the very last thing, said, you're my everything, my first great dream, you're the very last thing, 
I tell the truth, the reason I lie, I said you the reason I live.